What if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Haley Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski. Welcome to Tigers on Tap, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast. Stepping up to the microphone are Trey Lasley and TJ Willis. Join the guys as they talk all things Memphis Tigers and their favorite beer. Turn your volume up, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. What is up? What is up? What is up? It is finally game week. TJ, how pumped are you? Game week. Dude, I've been waiting. I, it feels like it has been the longest week in history, right? Like it, it just feels like this last week, you know, after we got the little taste of week zero action, it, it's felt like two weeks. Just waiting yeah. for this week. It was such a tease last week, staying up, watching Hawaii Vandy. Shout out to my Commodores. TJ uh, tried to tell me not to take Vandy minus nine and a half. I don't know. Is winning by 53, does that does that cover that? I don't know. Look, man. I think that's good. Hawaii was 11 and one against the spread. The stat looked Meaningless. good. It looked good. Timmy Chang game one, baby. What are you going to do? He couldn't handle it. What are you going to do? Oh gosh, can't can't wait though. Saturday, it'll be here before we know it. First things first though, our beer on tap this evening. My Greek mythology isn't the uh, the best, but uh, this is uh, Ghost River Brewing. We're gonna. See, I don't. TJ, maybe you know how to pronounce this better than me, but Helades Tears, I guess. I was gonna go with Heliotis Tears. Heliotis, whatever it is. Well, you know what? It's um, It kind of sounds like Hail State Tears. Oh, Hail State are Tears. We drinking the, are we drinking the tears of, of state fans? You know what, Trey? I think you're right. There's, I think that does say Hail State Tears. They're still they're still upset about last uh, last year's game, and I don't know. There might be some tears again here on Saturday evening in Starkville. So uh, shout out to Ghost River for this one. It's, a, uh, it's an amber ale. Uh, kind of getting in a little October theme-ish, maybe. Uh, 6% alcohol, so we'll uh, we'll be sipping on that, giving you guys a rating. Right off the bat, I mean, it's... Can isn't sticking out to me so much. A little bit bland, but uh, we'll see. It's fresh. There you go. There you go. All right, first things first. Uh... Depth chart released. I feel like we did a pretty solid job. There were definitely some surprises. Uh, TJ, what what surprised you in the Memphis depth chart? Ooh, I think the biggest, well, let's look at offense first, right? The one thing that stood out to me was Jay Ducker uh, getting that backup running back spot. He also jumped up 10 pounds. Uh, that's also important to note. Thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I think we mostly expected you and I uh, expected Asa Martin to be that number two guy. 
So to see Jay Ducker kind of take that on was pretty surprising. Yeah. I am. The other thing that sticks out too is typically we've seen a running back and a tailback listed here. They would list those positions separately. So I, we were both obviously assuming that mm-hmm. if not number two, Asa, maybe he's fallen in that tailback slot then. Um, and maybe some you'd see coffee there as well. But uh, yeah, just two running backs. It looks like maybe they've found their two. I'm sure we're still going to see glimpses of of Asa and uh, and coffee and in, in different sets and different spots out there. But uh, yeah, that was definitely something that stuck out. I'd say the other thing for me on the offensive side is in that uh, the six wide receivers listed, there's no Joe Skates there. I mean, Silverfield mentioned it in his availability. He said he's going to be somebody that's out there. He's going to be, you know, a part of the offense on Saturday. But uh, to not see him listed in the two deep at any of the wide route positions was kind of surprising. Yeah, I definitely thought we were going to see him. You know, I've kind of made the comment before. I, I think he's kind of a specialist in terms of what he does. I don't know that he is a great all-around receiver, right? I don't. I don't think he's a guy like. Um, uh, I'm going blank. He is. He is not Demonte Coxey, right? You can't just rip one out to the sideline and he's just going to stretch out his go-go gadget arms and pull it down. You know, he's not that guy. He is he is going to try to burn by you. He is a long strider, a big body. Uh, I think he's definitely someone that they will work in, uh, especially if you compare him with, you know, a guy like Rock, uh, Rock Taylor, who's 6'3". That's another big body. Plus, you have, you know, the, the Twin Towers at tight end. So it, there's definitely some big targets I think they're going to put out there sometimes, and, and he is definitely one of them. Yeah, so so you think if we uh, we see Joe out there, they're taking a deep shot? Uh, yeah, either they're taking a deep shot or they're using him as a decoy and he's just going to try to run as deep as possible, maybe clear out a safety just to kind of run something underneath and kind of create a gap there. Yeah. What? Uh, let me ask you this, staying on the offensive side. What are your What are your thoughts about uh, McIlan Pounders out there as a, as a freshman at the left tackle spot? You know, you and I both you like that. Yeah, you and I both kind of talked about this. We either had him. I think I actually projected him at left tackle at one point, then kind of bounced around and said, "Nah, maybe he'll move to right." It actually makes more sense at left tackle. I think um, mostly for both of their uh, maturities and, and their growth. I guess McCall uh, Pounders. You know, he is a redshirt freshman, so that is one guy you're going to lock down on that left side for years and years to come. Austin Myers, from an NFL perspective, at 6'5", 295, probably a better fit at right tackle anyhow. Uh, so it kind of makes sense for his production as well. Yeah, I think we uh, the line is pretty much right on with what we were kind of anticipating. Not really any surprises there. Um, what about on the, on the defensive side? I'll say, first of all, um, just the – the two deep there at the nose tackle, defensive tackle, the end. I was not, I mean, I know you projected uh, Cremonte Hamilton to be out there. So I was a little bit shocked to see him listed as a starting defensive tackle. And then Zai backing up uh, Wardalis there. I figured, I think we both might've mentioned, we thought maybe Zai would be listed as one of those starters. Yeah, it's interesting. And I, I think this is more so um not exactly how it's going to be for the whole year. Maybe this is just how things are going to be against Mississippi State. You know, when we take on Navy uh, the following week, maybe you'll get a little bit more Zy Brockington in the middle there. 
uh, in comparison, or you know, beside Cameron Jackson and Ducksworth and Hamilton, maybe a little less Jalen uh, Allen off the edge. Just put a little more man meat out there for that matter. Yeah. What uh, what stuck out to you? What surprises? There's one in mind that I have that I'm looking at right now that I think you'll call out. Yeah. I, I, well, the the biggest shocker I think out of the entire depth chart release was was the or. Uh, designation next to Rodney Owens, um, especially when in comparison to Josh Hastings, right? Is that what the one you were looking for? Yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah. of. And, and I could be totally off guard here, but maybe it's a situation where Rodney uh, is just a better run support guy, and maybe Hastings is better at defending the pass. Maybe they just kind of threw it out there because you don't really know who you're going to get in terms of uh, you know what what the lineup's going to look like, right? Are you going to get more safeties out there just because state is such a pass friendly offense or what? So what about you? Yeah. It, it's also, we didn't even touch on this. It's, it's the uh, ever elusive double or there. They've also got Ladarian Polk as an, or it's a <laughs> Hastings or Rodney a or triple threat Polk man there. Yeah. So don't quite know what you're going to get there. Um, I mean, not a surprise. I wouldn't say we kind of talked about this a little bit, but it's, I mean, I, good to see that, I mean, Cam Smith out there at the other corner across from, I mean, you're listed as or with Savante. Obviously, he's coming back as a fifth-year senior. You would expect to see him some, but uh, interesting to note that Cam's name listed first there at the uh, starting corner across from Greg Rubin. Yeah. You know, it, it's also interesting outside of those two positions, right, outside of strong safety and corner, they pretty much told you every starter, right? You, you don't get that mystery of, um, Brandon Thomas or Jay Ducker or a uh, Eddie Lewis or Kobe Drake. Like, you know who the starters mm-hmm. are, right? They, they pretty much spoon fed you every starter outside of those two positions. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the only, uh, those are the only oars on that. Well, second down the depth chart on the defensive side behind Jalen Allen is James Stewart or your boy, Drew Martin, who's uh, converted, but yeah, not a whole lot of oars, uh, that we've kind of seen in the previous seasons. Uh, the only remaining, I would say, surprise, and we've we talked about this a little bit, but Chris Howard being listed as uh, first on the depth chart for uh, place kicking with Noah Grant behind, but it sounds like Kemp is maybe dealing with uh, another injury, which is super unfortunate, but um, looks like Howard might have won the spot there. Yeah, and you know, for David Kemp, our homeboy, freaking David Kemp, David Kemp, do 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 David. We are so bad at that, dude. We got to get better. Anyway, I let's hope it's an upper body injury and not a, a lug injury or anything like that. We we need him. We need the fresh legs for the kickers, right? Upper body. What's my guy? He's a kicker. What's he doing upper body wise? Rumor has it he benches three fifty. Maybe he pulled a peck. Mm, interesting. I don't know that my guy needs to be benching three fifty. I made that up. That's not right. Uh, if he is, shout out to David Kemp. Um, all right, anything else that uh, stuck out to you, depth chart wise? Like I said, I think we we pretty much hit it on the head. Something to note, I will call this out. Uh, it's been mentioned a couple of times. Silverfield's talked about it. Is the forty two percent of the starters being sophomores or younger? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it is the case mathematically, but it's also a lot of these guys have there. There's a difference in. <laughs> youth and inexperience right so yeah they're young as it comes from a classification of school but a lot of these guys have played 
at least to see. I mean, they got a lot of run last year. Greg Rubin, Seth, they played the full year. They've got 12 starts under their belt, you know. So while, you know, like we said, from a class perspective, we may appear to be young. Um, it's not that we're inex- inexperienced by any means, I wouldn't say. Um, it's come up a couple of times because as we look into state, we'll we'll jump to, to the actual game now. Um, I mean, they're bringing back everybody. They're a very heavy senior fifth year grad transfer laden team for sure. Yeah. You know what I, you, I mean, do you see that playing any part into the game at all? Yeah. I I don't see how it couldn't. Right. You know, especially on the defensive side, just because there are so many seniors either uh, being fifth year guys or or just uh, your standard senior. It's just so many starters, so many contributors and things like that. It's hard for that to, uh, not play a part in it given their experience, right? Yeah. All right. So Saturday, September the third in Starkville, uh, six thirty kickoff on ESPNU. The line is currently uh, state minus sixteen and a half. It's gone back up. It had dropped down a little bit um, towards the fourteen range for. A couple of days on FanDuel, it looks like it's back up to 16 and a half. What are your thoughts on that spread right off the top of your head? It seems kind of high, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean it, it seems high to me. Um, I mean, I, I guess it it is. I don't know. It's us on the road at an SEC team, but uh, I've taken it. We advised others to take it. I will say, so technically, as uh statistically this counts as a game off of a buy since obviously we didn't play week zero just just a couple of notes here uh the bulldogs under mike leach are one in five off of a bye week and your university of memphis tigers under ryan silverfield are four and one off of a bye week Mm. so that's pretty favorable uh as a home favorite the Bulldogs are one in four. Um, I won't tell you what the Tigers are as an away dog, but you can probably guess it's zero and three. It's not good, but, Bob. Uh, I mean, state state hasn't been great at covering their spreads, it's especially in week one. We've talked mm-hmm. about it before. We saw last year Louisiana Tech go down there and get up thirty four fourteen on them, you know, midway through the fourth quarter and just kind of lose it at the end. But um, yeah, it seems high to me. I've taken it. I even, I think, accidentally, uh, I may have to try to cash it out and take it now at 16 and a half because I think I have it at 14 and a half. So if they want to give me two more points, I'll be glad to take that. <laughs> hey, did you check uh, out the um, the offensive depth chart that hit Twitter the other day? State's only oh, starting state? 10 guys. That's nice. Are they? Yeah. That's what I saw. What position were they leaving out? Uh, I think it looked like maybe an extra receiver. Just gonna Is that play. disrespectful? They th- they think they can just roll ten out there on offense and be fine. Hey. It seems a little bit disrespectful. Numbers game seems good for Memphis. I like it. Interesting. Um. All right. Weather wise, um, I don't know if you think this may play a factor. There's been a little bit of a forecast for some rain. I think it's actually gone down some. But how do you? What's your feelings on that? How do you? How do you feel that impacts it? Is that a? Uh, is that a benefit for the Tigers with the air raid having to throw in the rain, or are you not concerned about that? Uh, I would definitely – I think I prefer the rain, right? If you think, I think so, too. I think 
I think you make this sloppy. If this is a sloppy game, I think it kind of plays into your favor. Well, yeah. I mean, Will Rogers throws through the ball almost 700 times last year, right? So what is that? Like almost 50 attempts per game, making that number up off the top of my head. Um, probably 50 some odd attempts a game. If it's raining, I, I don't see that boating well for him. Uh, you know, the Tigers want to ground and pound. Obviously, kind of kind of hurts with Seth. We want Seth to sling that around as well. But um, State not really known for for having to run the ball. So in a slot fest, I, I mean, mean I shoot like at, that at time. Us. Yeah, at times Leach just straight up refuses to run it. I mean, what comes to mind is that after uh, the opening drive of the second half, when Seth threw that uh, pick and then made the touchdown saving tackle and we get the four down stand inside the goal. I mean, at the goal line. Yeah. If he runs the ball, they probably score and go up three scores. Right. But he just literally refused to run the ball and, uh, threw four straight passes and couldn't complete one. So, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think if there is, if there's rain, um, I think it plays in favor of the tigers. I mean, um, you don't want to be throwing the ball around in the rain as much as uh, state does. So, Definitely think that would play in favor. Um, so from an offensive uh, – on the offensive side for both teams, what, I mean, what are some matchups from the Tigers that you think uh, we should be looking out for? Hmm. From the offensive side, I think – I mean, obviously, offensive line versus their defensive line is the easiest thing that stands out just due to yeah. the fact I that – I mean, they're returning basically everybody. Exactly. Seven, right? Yeah, it, it, it's the fact that, you know, they're bringing Jordan Davis back. He tore his ACL last year. Um, it, the depth chart says Crumbity is starting. I don't believe that. Randy uh, Charlton was pretty good for them last year. I think he'll probably be the starter. Um, but they're just a huge, huge and athletic defense, especially on the D-line. Um, it is going to be a three-verse-five thing. So that it's kind of interesting, right, if you kind of get in there with uh, – some two tight ends or, you know, something like that. I, I'd be curious to see how the matchup works, but they also have a linebacker who's 265 pounds. So uh, that's pretty impressive. Um, I, yeah, that's got – I mean, he's going to be playing one of those, like, standing rush ends, right? Like kind of no, creeping up, bringing I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I think he's just a freak of nature. Um, well, it's Ty, Tyrus Wheat, number two, so – You'll see him out there. He's the, the large tree trunk of a man. My dude's eating his – Mr. Wheat's eating his Wheaties, ain't he? Right. So, no, I, I think the offensive line versus their defensive line is probably the biggest matchup we'll get all game. Um, and then after that, from the offensive perspective, uh, they have a really good cornerback, Emmanuel Forbes. I imagine we see him pa- probably a matchup. Yeah, he's an all-SEC all guy, right? Yeah, he was good. He, he is definitely an NFL talent type of good. Um I mean, that's it, not a side of the field you're going to want to be attacking. You're probably going to want to be throwing the other direction. Yeah, so I imagine he's going to match up with Eddie Lewis if you're, you know, or maybe not. Maybe they match him up on uh, our boy Kobe Drake. Who knows? But uh, Eddie Lewis, is, I think, is going to be the designation there. So uh, going to be interesting to see how things pan out. Uh, anything that stands out to you matchup-wise? No, I mean, I think you hit it pretty much on the head. I think it's going to be in the trenches, obviously, with with – State, I think they returned like 12 of their top 14 tacklers from last year. They returned nine starters altogether on defense. Uh, but I really do, like like you said, I think it's going to come down to how 
how well can our offensive line uh, protect Seth and and pick up those blitzes? Because I mean, Zach Arnett from a defensive, he's going to be sending people left and right and, and trying to get in and there, get to Seth, make him make quick decisions and that kind of thing. So um, I think it's definitely that. I am interested to see how, you know, if it isn't raining and we're not trying to just kind of pound it on the ground or uh, not really getting aired out. I'll be interested to see how the receivers look. We've talked about how deep they are um, as a room in any unit, but I want to see who kind of steps up and is able to maybe have a big game um, and, and kind of solidify their spot as early on, at least like, Hey, this may be a guy that we could look to down the road to kind of be a go-to guy. Um, so another I'm, matchup. I'm pretty excited about it, but I was going to say another, another matchup that maybe we don't, it's not the first thing you're going to think about is this linebacking core versus their running backs, right? They have uh, Marks and Johnson. They're both two really good running backs. Um, and Will loves to dump it to the running backs. Yeah, well, yeah, that's kind of the offense. That's their run, right? Yeah. We were kind of fortunate last year that Marks was out. I think he got hurt super early in that game. But if you just kind of check out his stats, and you can kind of see what he's about, right? He was, I think – I'm pretty sure he was a Maxwell, not Maxwell, um, a Doak Walker candidate for running back of the year this year. Maybe he's up for the trophy. That's how I should word that. Um, and you kind of look at his stats and you're like, this guy? He rushed for like 600 yards. That's, that's nothing. Like, what are we talking about? Or 400 yards, excuse me. Uh, but then you go and look at his receiving stats. And we're talking about a guy who rushed for 400 yards and you know five touchdowns, but then he also had another 500 yards in the air. Right, so he's a, yeah. a, a very versatile guy, but I think the Tigers are uh, definitely bringing a more athletic linebacking core this year, and you know a lot of sideline to sideline guys that I think would uh, match up well um, with, with the Marks or a Dylan there. Yeah, no, I, I think you hit it right on the head there. Um, bringing those two guys back for state, and like we said, this that check down. I mean, it's kind of their little dink and dunk thing. You know, they'll beat you down the field five, six yards at a time. It's not always throwing a deep bomb. Um, so, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see how uh, Tyler, Jeff, and, and Zay match up with uh, match up with Marks and uh, Johnson there. What about uh, – what else from – on the, the Memphis defensive side, what other matchups are uh, intriguing? Hmm. I, I... – Part of me wants to say our defensive line, right? I want a Kyle Pope fast and violent defensive line. I, I'm ready to see it. You know, we've heard nothing but praise from the defensive line. Uh, Ducksworth coming back for his fifth year. Uh, Cameron Jackson, uh, they were talking about him all summer, just raving I mean, about Cameron freaking Jackson. Arnold Don- Donald Jr. I mean, I freaking want to. I want to see Aaron Donald Jr. I want to see him eating up double teams and us getting to the QB. I mean. Yeah, they're, talk, they're raving about him. If if Jackson can get pressure up the middle and kind of move Will Rogers out, he is not the fleetest of foot, right? If you can kind of get some pressure on him and and maybe uh, kind of force some throws, the Tigers have a really good shot at uh, making some things happen, right? Yeah, I mean there were a couple a couple balls last year that Will threw that I think could have been picks that we just weren't able to make a play on. So if you can get to him. I, Make him, you know, make a quick throw, bad decision. You can definitely probably get some turnovers.
It's Micah Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats. I do think an interesting matchup will be the the state receivers. Um, obviously, they lost uh, Polk right from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was the other dude's name? Heath. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Transferred to Ole Miss, didn't he? In state. What? What? What is that about? Uh, but they do bring back Austin Williams, who's been kind of a a pretty good player for them. I mean, mm-hmm. he had four touchdowns. Four tutties last year on 52 catches. But the interesting note is in those other three receiving spots that they have starting. First of all, they don't have um, – I mean, I don't know how much I buy this either. But um, having uh, – now I can't think of his name. Jaden Wally? Yeah, Wally, not starting. Yeah. Does that surprise you all? With the, They've got Rufus uh, – shout out to Rufus. What a name. <laughs> But Rufus Harvey as a 5'10", 165 redshirt sophomore starting. But between Rufus, Caleb Ducking at the Z, and then Ra-Ra Thomas, I went back and looked, and those guys haven't played a lot of snaps for State. I mean, they had a combined, like, 30 catches all of last season. Um, so while they are, they you know, they have Austin Williams, a guy that's been and played quite a bit last year, had several, you know, 50 receptions, almost double what those three guys had. It'll be interesting to see how – how those receivers uh, for state at least match up with our DBs and and how they're able to produce out there. Yeah, Wally was definitely the guy doing damage on the Tigers last year outside of uh, Polk and Heath. Polk obviously did the most damage. He was unbelievable. Uh, And then Heath, who went to um, Ole Miss. But uh, surprisingly, Wally's not starting, and I I think you nailed it. That's one of those weird or situations. Uh, It's what it should be. I think Wally will actually be the starter. He – he was pretty good for them last year. Yeah. Anything uh, else, Tiger defensively or, or Mississippi State offensively, we should be looking for? Hmm. Well, if you just look at their offensive line, the left tackle is new. They replaced Charles Cross. He went to the NFL. Um, so whereas this guy is a, a senior, right, in terms of grade-wise, he doesn't have many snaps yeah. under his belt. That's important to note. Um, their right tackle actually played guard last year, so that's kind of familiar with us. We kind of bounce guards and tackles around. So uh, kind of new at the tackle position there. So that that's one thing that's definitely interesting. Um, just to kind of mention and maybe to keep your eye on is is how well they can pass block on and coming from the edge and things like that. Yeah. What about uh, obviously last third and sometimes most important on the special teams anything intriguing there that we should be watching out for 
<laughs> State um, State feels our pain from last year with with the special team woes, right? Um, you know, we obviously special lost. Team, hey, special teams can win ball games. And not having them can definitely uh, risk losing some games. I, I mean, they definitely lost games. I I think if you were to ask, you know, Silverfield and, and if he spoke candidly, like how many times did they have to change the way they called a game because they didn't have a kicker, right? Yeah. I mean, imagine so many being on the 35 yard line and you're like, F it, I got to go for it. Yeah. At a fourth and eight or something. Where, yeah. You know, it should be a relatively makeable field goal and you're having to go for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. I think state struggled with some of that last year as well. They had a, uh, I think a kicker that got injured similar to us and then a true freshman out there that just wasn't uh, very good for them. But they did, I think they got a transfer in from Coastal that seems to be pretty good. Obviously, Chris Howard in from Florida. So, um, Hopefully, what's their kicker's name? Uh, all, all name team. What's his name? Is it uh, Massimo Bacardi? Biscardi? Biscardi. Yeah. What a, it should be Bacardi. Talk about all name team. Well, I, this obviously is irrelevant as hell, but their backup punter's name is George Geropolis. George Georgeopolis. That's a mouthful right there. 6'2", 225. Jeez, get you a punter, my man. The other guy's 6'2", 230. What are they feeding these kids? I mean, beef. It's what's for dinner. All right. Anything else on the depth chart, Trey, for you? Anything that stands out? No, I think matchup-wise, we've, we've pretty much uh, – Hit it all on the head, but how uh, crazy we we didn't say a word about Seth Hennigan in any of that. Is it just because we know we know that the goat's going to sling it? So I mean, what do you what do you, give me a uh, give me a Seth stat line for Saturday? Oh, shooting from the hip, uh, straight from the hip. Ooh, that is tough, my man. Let's go. Do you want yardage? How are you wanting this? Yeah, yardage. Yardage. Give me yardage and tutties. Hmm. If I had to guess, I will I'm gonna say go 309 through the air. Okay. And th- three tutties. Okay. I uh, think I'll do this. I think Eddie Lewis scores the first tutty of the Tiger season as well. I'll throw that out there. I'm going to say. 17 of 26, and he's going to throw for 252 with two touchdowns and one interception just to make him look a little human, you know? Yeah. I don't, and that'll be like a right before the half. You just kind of sling one down there. And yeah, it is what it is, right? Or, uh, you know, uh, a bobble shouldn't pass. Really go on the, yeah, shouldn't go on the stat sheet. Not a real pick. Fluke. It's a fluke pick. All right, who do you have scoring the uh, first tutty of the year for the Tigs? I'm going to go Brandon Thomas. Yeah, I'm high, high, high on Brandon Thomas. Are you going to go a – is that a busted long run or a uh, – within the goal line? Ooh. Or, hey, maybe like he breaks a screen pass or something. I'm I'm going to say a goal line. We'll play it safe. Mm. See, State gave up so many big plays last year. I really thought you were going to go with the big play. It seemed well. I think with the big play, uh, I would expect a big play to happen for one of our gadgety guys. I know that Ryan has kind of uh, 
pretty much told us we are not going to get Sutton Smith, unfortunately, in the first game. But he didn't say anything about King Kofi. We could get coffee in there, dude. He did reel that back on the Sutton. He was getting so hype on Sutton and then was like, "Uh, let's pump the brakes here where I don't think we're going to see him the first game. Yeah, he didn't say we weren't going to get coffee the first game. True. What about our boy Asa? Exactly. Asa's another prime candidate. Hmm. All right, so you say Eddie? Is that who you said? Steady Eddie? Yeah, I'm going to go Eddie on a... uh, I don't know, like a 17-yarder poster out. Okay. And you got BT on a five-yard run from from inside the 10. Yeah, we'll say from it from the you 10. You don't think it's going to be Weaver in that short-yarded situation? No, I think they're they're going to try to get Brandon his confidence. That's something that happened last year. I They've pretty much said everything but um, – it, it seems like once he started to kind of get a case of the fumbles, it kind of got to him and it started playing with his head a little bit. And, you know, if you, if you pay attention to some of the things I've said, they've, they've pretty much alluded to, you know, Brandon's changed his mindset. He's just here to play football. He's not going to worry about a couple of plays ago. He's just going to keep going forward, going forward. And that's really what you need, right? I mean, if you just, for funds, you just want to go back and watch the Arkansas state game. And I know, Mississippi State is a million times better than Arkansas State, but it just shows you flashes of how you, good yeah, Brandon can be. Yeah, it's glimpses of yeah. he's got the speed, he's got the skill set. If there's a hole that he can hit, he's hitting it. I know what you mean for sure. All right, anything else you uh, can think of before we're going to give our score predictions here? Um, No, let's get started. What's going on? All right, uh, just a couple of fun facts. I think we might have touched on it a little bit um, in our season kickoff when we previewed, but State leads the series 33-12. to 12. They've won six of the last seven, obviously the one loss being last year at uh, the Liberty Bowl. Um, like we mentioned earlier, currently 16.5-point favorites. Um, I've kind of talked to myself. I know I took this and picked this as a loss in the season prediction. It's going to be real tough for me in these week by week. Unless we just like come out and are just absolute dog crap. It's going to be tough for me to not pick us to win games. I know. Um, I've kind of talked myself into it. I'm going to go 31, 30. Your Tigs walk out of Starkville. <laughs> you got it one out. One point victory. We block a field goal, their final attempt field goal at the buzzer, and get out of there with the dub, 31-30. You dirty and dog. Then, and then you and I are filming a live reaction podcast from the beach. If Mississippi State misses a field goal to lose another game. I didn't say miss. We blocked it. I blocked it. Your boy Cameron Jackson busted through that hoe. It's the same thing. They're not, if they make, bleep that out. If a field goal is on the line and it doesn't obviously go through the uprights for any which way, those dudes are going to shoot a brick. 
fine. I love you it. Want, I fine. love it. No, I'll, I'll say Chris Howard makes the field goal at the end. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. You're crazy enough to pick the Tigers to win. I love it. I love the uh, the fan side that comes in late. I'm going to stick to my guns. I think State pulls this one out just because it's a way. Um, we do have the the new coordinators. There's some kind of shaking off of the rust there. Um, I definitely don't, don't think it's don't going do this to, to me be, again. I, it is what it is, dude. I'm going to try to stick to my guns here. Um, I damn. It's tough, right? You want to pick the Tigers to win. I, I definitely don't think it'll be a 16-point victory for State by any means. Um, let's go Mississippi State 38, your Memphis Tigers 28. Yeah. That wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. I mean, this no, isn't it's respectful. This isn't a game that you like. Sure, it'd be cool, but I don't even really care that much about Mississippi State. I'd much rather beat a Houston UCF since. Oh, like. yeah. Oh, yeah. So as long as we go out and we, <laughs> this is funny, TJ and I have been perusing the uh, state boards and there's a prediction thread over there. And anyone that, <laughs> any state fan that posts that it would be even reasonably close with state still winning gets downvoted. <laughs> I would say 93% of the posts on that thread are state winning by three plus touchdowns uh, which as long plus, as that yeah, as long as that doesn't yeah. happen i'm i mean it is what it is right well you've seen the I'm picture that's, terribly upset have you seen the picture that's on uh twitter being pushed around the scoreboard the scoreboard they have it 90 to, that's like a kentucky thing cats by 90 <laughs> what well, i don't know what they're doing i don't know what are you gonna do dorks what is the over under even set at do you know what it is uh Probably low 60s, maybe. It is 57 and a half. Okay. You taking the over or under? I would take the over. Yeah. I'm going to take... If it's if it's raining, they're projecting rain, I'm going to go under. Even though my score prediction was over. Yeah, my I score was over. So that's the only reason I say go over. I may have to adjust it. I don't trust 40% rain. Just to go with the under, I'm going to say 28-27. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'll stick with 31-30. Um, all right. Anything else, DJ, before we talk about uh, this Hail State tears? I've already finished mine. You finished yours? Dang. Yeah, here, hold on. Oh, the one thing we didn't talk about is the situation that TJ and I will be in um, down at the beach. Our wives along with several of our other uh, friends have decided that the, the wives are going out to dinner on Saturday night, uh, leaving us dads with a house full of eight children that are all six or under right at presumably will be kickoff time. So um, we will be scrambling to feed children, get them to sleep and try to get the tigers game on and watching. So like, Eight kids. I wouldn't by be. The way. I wouldn't be mad All if under there five. was <laughs> under. I think there's six. Under six. six I wouldn't be six. mad. I, that's all to say. I wouldn't be mad if there was like a thirty minute to an hour rain delay. If there was just a lightning strike, <laughs> everything's fine. But we could delay the game a little bit. That would be very helpful for TJ and I. Yeah, I would appreciate that for sure. So, anyway, that's where we'll be. Um, 
like I said, if we pull out the dub, if it is 31:30 or if we pull it out at all, you guys might be getting a live live podcast straight from the balcony of the beach house with TJ and I. But uh all right, TJ, on to the Haladies Tears, Hail State Tears, Amber Ale. I thought it was good. I mean, I'm I'm not a huge uh Amber guy, but um I feel like this was pretty good. Can it's disappointment, really. It, I mean, you it's got, got the, the tree little on story it. on it. Yeah, there's a little story on there, but it's just the design of it. It's not uh, doesn't really stick out like some of the other cans we've seen. Um, it's I mean, it's not the worst can by far, but I don't know. Like a, it does kind of have this cool little like uh, I don't know. You see those like cracks in it, as if the the can's cracking. I'll go five point. One on the can out of ten. My God, did you just say the can is cracking? Yeah, you see those black lines? It's like it's the can's cracked. Like, you think that's what they're concrete. going for there? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's what it is. I kind of thought it was a tree branch at first. No, I think that's like crackage. Of, if yeah, this I was think a concrete right. thing, it would be cracking. What would you say this was, uh, can was? I said 5-1 out of ten. Beer-wise, I'm going to go... Like I said, I'm not a huge amber guy. I don't, I mean, this was good to drink one, maybe two would be tops. Uh, 7.3, I'll go. Mm, okay. I'm with you on that. I will say the can, I will go a five, five. I actually kind of like it. It is simple. But if you look at the tree, that's actually a face, I think. It's like a, a woman. Oh, I just saw that, right? I see her, her. You see her boobs, right? Her bosom, and yeah, yeah that is. <laughs> I just right when you saw that, and I see the tear. Okay, the tears. And there's, right? Did you see the tears falling from the tree? Yep. Wow, we're telling a story here. You guys don't even realize. Get one of these, um, Heliades Tears Ghost River Brewing Co., and you'll see what we're talking about here. Um. For the beer, I did think it was good, especially for an amber. Six uh, percent, yeah. Let's go. I'll go a six point nine. It was good. I don't know how many of how many of them I'd want. Right? It didn't like. Hold on, I got a little bit left. I may change my mind. Last sip. I'm gonna stick Last with six. Sip, everybody 9. knows the rules. Six point nine. Six point nine. It's it's nice. good. Nice. It's <laughs> nice. a joke for that. Uh, the can is decent. I do like the little lady and the tears on the front. Um, my favorite part is that it's going to be renamed as Hell State Tears. So I'm going to pack a couple of these up for the road just in case uh, your score prediction does come true. We crack a couple Hell State Tears. We'll go ahead and upload the video of us uh, shotgunning those. Um, you know, you Gosh, I can't do. imagine shotgunning one of these. <laughs> I can't but hey, any, not shotgunned anything. Any, anything for the tigs is what it is. All right. Uh, in basketball news, Demario Franklin has committed to the University of Memphis Tigers. And that'll about wrap it up for uh, the state week preview. We'll be, we will be back next week. Pending a Tigers victory, there may be a random live episode a uh, emergency podcast. Otherwise we will be back next week with a uh, 
recap of state and a preview looking into the Navy game for next Saturday. Uh, that'll wrap it up. Come with a cold beer. Stay for the hot takes. Peace. Thank you for listening to Tigers on Tap. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast. If you are interested in content all about the University of Memphis Tiger Athletic Program, hop over to www.gotigers247.com. New articles are published daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for VIP.